there's a lot of pressure, um, pressure on people to get vaccinated. You know, uh, these pushes are happening all over. When there's a big uh, a Vax Fest happening in the city of Toronto this weekend. And then I was just reading before I turned on the microphone here that in New York City, if you get your first dose, now they're just going to hand out 100 bucks cash. They have a lot of concerns in the United States of America. And then we're watching here, you know, it began with those figures of the unvaccinated and how they're ending up in the hospital. Is that going to be enough to turn them around? We want to return, though, to the there's the push to get vaccinated. And then there is a call, a greater call for control over who we mingle with. Who has been vaccinated? Who is not? Amongst my friends, it is the conversation. You know, you'll when people will pull you aside and say, "Hey, you know, so and so." Well, I don't know if you've run into them, but they're not. Or when their brother comes, just to let you know if they get invited over for a barbecue or something, they are not vaccinated. And we just heard from the Civil Liberties Association on how that plays into what they're trying to do to keep freedoms going. But what about businesses? We've seen that Toronto restaurant that said, unvaccinated people, can you please sit out in the patio? And then we know the backlashes after Safe to Go when companies ended up there. Jan De Silva is joining us, the president and chief executive officer of the Toronto Region Board of Trade. Jan, welcome. Good afternoon to you. Thanks, Arlene. This is such an important conversation. It really is. And it is, and I, I'm being very honest, amongst my friends, this is the conversation. I know families divided and friends divided on this, but so many people don't care what it's called. They want to know where they are and how many people are immunized in that area and, more importantly, what their risk is. How are businesses looking at this, Jan? Look, I think the thing that unites all of us is that everyone wants to feel safe. And it's not simply about immunization. Uh, What we've been calling for, and I'll explain why this matters to small businesses and large employers, we're calling for the development of a COVID safe pass. And this is a tool that's being developed in other markets, and it would simply be a way of providing an additional layer of protection to indicate whether somebody is immunized or someone has a recent negative COVID test. So it's not uh, stigmatizing the choice of vaccination or not. It's just simply saying you're COVID safe uh, or a business can indicate for its workforce that it's a COVID safe environment because of having a background protocol that just simply gives a green check mark to say the person entering that business is designated as COVID safe. It also seems to open up this idea that if you can't get immunized or you don't want to get immunized, then you could have a test and and people could see the last time you were tested and what the results were. Well, in fact, we don't even think we need to share that much information. If we could have, um, and I think the province is in, in the best position to do this, but uh, an electronic gateway that just simply has record of a recent test or has record of immunization, that all the business would need to know is that tick, this person is COVID safe. It doesn't matter if they're safe because of a recent test or safe because of immunization. So it would give a little bit more privacy there. Is it being used elsewhere, this idea? Well, we it's being used in New York. Uh, there's, it's called the Excelsior Pass. Uh, France is now mandating something similar to this, although they're very tied to immunization. 
The EU, as of July 1st, uh, went to a digital COVID cert uh, certificate that has either immunization proof or negative, proof, uh, negative testing proof. Um, we know about 40 different jurisdictions that are working on this, and we're simply calling for this in the context of Toronto and Ontario. Toronto is such a critical part of the national economy, and our small businesses want to know that there's a plan to keep them open this time um, if case counts start to rise in the fall, which public health is now signaling may be the case. And our large employers want to be able to assure their employees that it's safe to come back into the office. And, you know, we're talking to those large employers all the time. This extends to even helping with TTC and Metrolinx. Some tool like that would just help people feel there's that added layer of protection to understand that they're in a COVID-safe environment. You know, businesses have really had it tough, and we've mm -hmm. tried to focus here on so many of their stories, and a lot of them have been heartbreaking. And now we're kind of, we're seeing a little sunlight come in here. How, how important is this continuity and the feeling of safety for economic recovery, in your opinion? It's absolutely critical, and it's critical from two angles. It's critical for our domestic market, and it's critical in terms of how the international market views Toronto. Locally, I mean, if I just use our, our downtown core, this is the largest employment zone in the country. Pre-COVID, 550,000 daytime workers came into our central business district. Those were the daytime customers, those 550,000 customers per day of 2,500 small businesses. For the last uh, 16, 17 months, 67% of those customers have been working from home. So the impact to those small businesses. But I also say it's important globally. CNN was reporting last week that Toronto was the largest center in the world that had been closed the longest, more than 360 days of lockdown. And that's leaving an impression in the rest of the world when we talk to international markets. Is Toronto even safe? Mm -hmm. Would I even want to come back? So having tools that are not only how do you get into the country around the international travel guidelines, but also signaling it's safe for international business travelers to come back into Toronto is critical. Because here's another amazing number. 2019, before COVID, the city of Toronto welcomed 28 million visitors that year. 60% are business visitors coming in for conventions, major events. Those represent future direct investment in the country. They represent talent and traction, and they represent trade relationships and opportunities for our businesses to access growth markets. So we've got a local and we've got an international um, challenge that we need to solve, and that's and why we're lot, really advocating yeah. for a safe pass. There's a lot hanging in the balance. I'm going to ask you, there's a different aspect. I mean, we've just been through um, the sensibility of this, where it's been used, and, and how it would not really divulge a lot of privacy. But it's already, there are signs that this could become political. It's no secret when I tell you we're going to be going to the polls federally. And we've seen some signs here. We've had the Ontario Premier be really clear he didn't want to mandate vaccines. Talk about this two-tier society. Did he mean these kind of things as well, thinking they weren't really needed in some capacity. If it becomes political, is that really a true reflection here, Jan? Because, you know, as I said, I'm talking about this with my friends, and it doesn't matter whether they're left or right. They feel it's right or wrong. And I, I just keep saying our members are looking for us to find a tool 
that'll enable them to demonstrate that everyone wants to feel safe. And it's how do we create a tool that provides the movement for folks who choose not to get vaccinated. Although we would encourage vaccination, we're not mandating vaccination. It's simply to say negative COVID tests would work just as well as immunization in terms of signaling COVID safe for an environment where you've got a lot of employees that need to congregate day in, day out, where they need to take transit to get into the core. This is regarding non-essential services. You know, we just need to continue to advocate. We need to continue to get our members and other associations who feel as strongly as we do to say this is practical. It's about creating safety for all. And this is about standing up the economy for both our domestic citizens, but also for the international markets that we need to compete against for for talent, investment and trade. All right. Jan DeSilva, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks, Carolyn. Take care. Jan is president and chief executive officer of the Toronto Region Board of Trade. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.